0: Maria Daniels here with Successfully Chaotic, and I have Amber Powers here today, and I I reached out to Amber. She has a women's group on Facebook, and she shared part of her story, and it really touched me, and so I reached out to her. I'm like, you've got to be on my show because I just wanted all of you all to hear her story. I'm going to let her go ahead and just introduce herself and, I mean, just really just get down into it. (laughs) Let's
1: go. So, hi, I'm Amber Powers. Um, I am the founder of the Facebook group, Women Business Owners, Supporting Women Business Owners. It really was created with the intention of helping women out where they are in their business journey. Um, Just a little bit of information about my business journey and what drew Maria to reach out to me. There was a woman in the group who posted something about like, I'm just seeing What everyone's putting out there, and it's all so great. And I feel like I'm just maybe not worthy of it, or things aren't happening quickly enough for me. And that broke me a little. I was like, Oh, shoot, (laughs) it's not that I don't want to share the ugly part of my journey, I'm just so busy sometimes. I don't think about, Oh, maybe I need to share this part of my story instead of what's right in front of me right now. And so I just took a moment and I typed out a very brief synopsis of what had happened in my life um and how it impacted my journey and so essentially I was raised in a cult um which most people it, it makes them kind of lean in and be like, "Oh, tell me more. What was this cult <laughs> <Yes>. like?" <laughs> that was
0: I'm not going to lie, that was one of the questions in my head. So, <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. So um, and, and to answer that just really briefly, not to sidetrack from the story, but to me, I didn't know anything different. So it wasn't weird for me. It was the only thing I knew. Um, I officially left um, all of the teachings of the cult and I abandoned their teachings at probably the age of 26, 27, 28, somewhere around there. Um, but as a person who um was in this cult, I had a lot of different uh ideologies that i didn't know were wrong, <laughs> so I initially married a man from that same church uh that I was raised in, and by the age of twenty eight I was divorced and I started to realize that maybe everything I was taught wasn't exactly right, and so Not only did I have this divorce going on, but I had all of these ideas swirling about what reality might really be like on the other side of this. And so I lost everything, man. I lost my first marketing job ever, um, which I landed in 2001. I was an agent for internationally known um, keynote speakers. And it was a job that I loved, but I was so absorbed in what was happening in my life that I couldn't give it my full attention. And so essentially what happened is I had to start taking whatever job I could get. And the next job I could get was a person who rented apartments to people looking for an apartment. And I ended up broke as a joke. It was when gas first skyrocketed to over 3 4 I think at the time it hit almost $5 a gallon and I was working about 45 minutes away from where I lived so that fuel cost was quickly adding up and I was like okay well I I have to stay on this side of town so I literally stayed in the community clubhouse of the apartment community where I lived and I slept on the couch I would park my car in one spot so it wouldn't be recognized and then walk back to the community clubhouse and sleep i was trying and this goes back to what maria and i were talking about before we started recording i, I literally <laughs> um knew a friend who had two little girls she was a single mom and she needed a place to live as well so since i worked for the company i rented the apartment for her and her two girls But we were not, we weren't talking. We had kind of fallen out. But the one thing I did have was the garage that I rented. So I would park my car in that garage. And as dangerous as it was, I would throw the seat back and I would fall asleep in there. So things got really, really dark for me. And then the people who fired me ended up kind of bringing me in alongside them and just loving on me. They they knew what I was going through was hard, but they couldn't let their business sink. And so through all of this came them giving me an opportunity to get back into marketing, but on my own. And they would love me and give me the, all of the tools that I needed to succeed. They gave me literally a place to live for a year and a half while I got back on my feet. And that was incredible. But when I, going back to me renting that apartment for a woman and her two children, because she was a single mom, I literally was doing things for everyone else to the detriment of myself. And as a woman, I see it happen over and over and over again. And it is not okay.
0: No, it's not. I agree. And I've count, I've talked to countless women who have done the same thing. They've given and given and given more than they could afford to give financially, physically, spiritually, mentally, all of the above. And I've been that woman, you know, I've been that woman who had very, very, very poor boundaries. You know, I had a lot of stuff that I went through as a kid. And, you know, if your foundation's not correct, a lot of times, you know, it makes you have very poor understanding of life, how you should show up in life. And if somebody gives you a little bit, you take it as everything, Yes. And you're willing to get, literally give everything of you to them. And, you know, it's a, it's a law. It's a, and I, mean, I can say that about relationships I had in the past, uh, whether it was, you know, personal relationships, friendships, business relationships. I mean, you name it. I had terrible, terrible, terrible boundaries. And, you know, it took me a long time and a lot of heartache and a lot of hurt to figure out that, you know, yes, a lot of the things that happened to me younger was definitely not my fault, but a lot of the things that I went through as an adult could be traced back to the fact that I never firmly established my boundaries. You know, and that was hard.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Look, I mean, I'm working with, um, she's not necessarily a coach. She's really more of kind of a spiritual slash business mentor. She's incredible. And as I've started doing the work with her, these boundaries started getting set and they were firm boundaries with my family, with Friends, and if they don't honor those boundaries, I can love them from a distance, but they no longer have access to me. Yep, that's
0: and, it. And I think that's perfect. And I think you have to. And I think you know we mentioned, and I think it was before we went on air, but you know we mentioned that as women, a lot of times it's almost expected. You know, it's it's. There's still, you know, even though I know a lot of a lot of things are a little bit more equal in some ways, I don't think they're ever going to be equal in this area, just because it's just the mentality of society you know, and I've, I've lived it, you know, and even now, um, with my, my current husband, you know, if I have to go out of town for something, which with COVID hadn't been lately, but if I had to go out of town for something for business, you people would be like, well, what about the kids? You know, what about your kids? Well, they have a father, you know, but if he's out of town and it could be like for weeks and weeks and weeks for work, it's like, oh my gosh, he's just such a good provider. Right. And I'm like, hello, you know, <laughs> hello. You know, it's just, there's still this inequality that still exists. And I even have a hard time getting my husband, me and my husband have to just agree to disagree on this because we kind of get into it on a lot of those um, points because, you know, yes, I don't understand from his standpoint, I've never been a man before, but he also doesn't understand from the female standpoint, it's everything is looked at differently. You know, all of your decisions, I feel, are under a magnifying glass when it comes to your home, your family, your everything. You're under a magnifying glass, and society already has the decisions on how you should act and react to things. And if, if you don't line up with what their expectations are, you know, they question you, which makes you question yourself. Like you're not doing that enough anyway. <laughs> you know?
1: Right. Which gets into the whole people pleasing conversation that you and I had before this. And to be honest with you, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're my husband an aunt look, man, I'm a diehard. I love my husband person. Mm-hmm. He, he wouldn't say he's a feminist simply because he thinks that this should just be logical. Like, of course, women deserve the same rights and yeah. where are you treating her a certain kind of way? But look, if he hits that boundary, guess what? It is what it is. I'm done people pleasing because Every time I do it, it is to the detriment of myself. Now that's not to say I I'm selfish. No, it's, it's not to say that at all. It's saying I am going to take care of my body. I am going to take care of my health, my home and my family first. Mm -hmm. Now, if you need help after that, I will help if I have it in me to help. Yeah. But not to the detriment of any of the above.
0: Absolutely. And then, you know, I mentioned earlier before we went on that, you know, it we almost act like we have to be martyrs to whatever we love. And it doesn't have to be like that. And boundaries is how you keep it from being that. And, you know, I didn't do a good job of that. And it wasn't until I literally hit rock bottom. I had a complete breakdown last year, just complete breakdown early um, last year. And me and my husband almost ended up divorced. It was, it was just bad. My entire life come crashing down on me. And, you know, it, if you don't establish those boundaries, you know, your body has memories, you know, your, your, your mind has memories, you hear muscle memory. I mean, it's, it's like that, even with stuff that you've been through in the past. And, you know, we hear the statement, the straw that broke the camel's back. And that's how it was. It wasn't, what happened at that moment wasn't the worst thing I'd ever been through right. by far, but it was just the last thing yeah. I could not physically take anymore. And I, you know, I had to start picking myself back up from the bottom. And when I did that, I mean, it was a blessing in disguise because I was able to look at my life along with a counselor and a coach to say, okay, this doesn't fit. Why did I have this in my life anyway? Because somebody else told me that I needed to, you right. know, and I think as women, especially we're really guilty of that because if it's not a bad thing, you know, if it's a good thing, you know, um, you're being asked to do, then you're, you're, you're like, yeah, I could totally do that because that was me. I, again, people pleasing, you know, oh, can you, can you be ahead of the P- the PTO? Yeah, yeah, I could totally do that. Can you run this event? Yeah, I could totally do that. Everything. I could totally do that. I could totally do that. But you, know, you would look at my calendar. When could I do that? You know, at what moment? <laughs>
1: yeah, and you, you literally kill yourself because you're stressed. At least me. Like if I tell someone I'm going to do something, my word is my bond and I will kill myself trying to get it done. So that boundary that I set is as much for myself as it is for everyone else, Yep. because that constant stress on your body will absolutely kill you. So if you think I'm selfish for not allowing you to kill me, I'm
0: selfish. You know, one of the things that really sunk in with me was thinking about, because I have children, I have seven children and you know, my daughters, I've seen them falling into the same habits. Mm -hmm. Um, My oldest is 21 now. And, you know, I would see her agreeing to do stuff that she didn't have time to do you know, she was doing the same things that I did. So I had, not only was I destroying my own, you know, mental stability on all these things, trying to be everything to everyone, but I had literally set that precedent with my children unintentionally. I would have never told them to do that, you Mm -hmm. know, but I, they picked it up, you know, children do what they see.
1: Absolutely, 100%. And I think it's just so important as a woman um, who owns her own business and soon to be two businesses to just recognize it. Like if you're listening to this right now, recognize it. What are those moments that you're saying? Yes, when you like your gut tells you and you know, you try to talk yourself out of it. Oh, no, I can still do it man, listen to your gut because that reaction has been given to you for a reason.
0: Absolutely. I talk about that on this show a lot and I've told my story in bits and pieces on different, you know, sides of it. And yes, gut feeling when I hit my rock bottom last year, even though I don't regret it happening, like I said, it has been my life. I'm actually very happy now. And I was not then, but you know, at that moment, it was so terrible all the things that I had to go through, but I did it to myself because I did not listen to my gut feeling. My gut feeling saying, you don't have time. There's something fishy with this. There's something up. You know, there's all these questions, you know, come to your mind. Listen to your gut feeling. You're 110% right on that. I can stress that enough.
1: Yes, absolutely. So um, let go of that, that need to people, please. As well, um, Maria and I were talking before um, she started recording about, you know, social media is a big, what's the word? Um, it's a, it, it causes a lot of stress and anxiety because you're, you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Man, live your life. Yep. Your life has a different purpose than my life, has a different purpose than Maria's life, has a different purpose than my husband's life. We are all here for a very different reason. So if you're trying to constantly keep up with the Joneses, stop it.
0: And it's hard. It's, I mean, it is hard. I have still found myself, even knowing what I know today, I found myself surfing to somebody's profile and being like, oh my gosh, their kids are so cute. They're so clean. Look at her house. You know, I mean, you just sit there and have to be like, ah, these are the highlight reels, Maria. And I have to pep talk myself because Absolutely. it is, it's the highlight reels of people's life. Nine times out of 10.
1: It 100% is. And like I said, when we started this, look, it's not intentional that I don't share the icky and the nasty stuff that we go through. Um, It's just that it's not part of my business. And what a lot of us have to realize, I mean, I'm a marketer, I'm a copywriter, right? So I write sales copy for a living. And I know how to write and I know how to sell my story. And I oftentimes forget that it's not that It's not always the pretty stuff that sells. Sometimes it's just being authentically you. And that's actually why I created the group that I did for the women and not to reiterate or not to like beat it into the ground, but it's called Women Business Owners Supporting Women Business Owners. So it's there for people to lift each other up, not to throw their ad at you, not to throw their business card at you but to live authentically and to help each other. When a person like the woman who said, oh my God, I feel like I'm swirling in this like nonstop, everybody's doing better than me whirlpool. And I was like, okay, time out. It's time for me to share my story because it's really ugly. (laughs) So if she needs to see this, fine. I'm happy to share that. I'm not trying to hide anything. Now there are certain parts of our story that I would rather not share simply because it involves other people and I don't have permission to share their story or my perspective on their story. So I will not share that. That's none of your business. It's mine. And whomever else is involved with that. But as far as my story, man, I am a hot mess.
0: (laughs) And and most people are, I mean, and, and, you know, I say this all the time that everybody's, you know, flavor of chaos. Cause I mean, I, I picked my podcast name for a reason. It's called successfully chaotic. My life, even though it's great now, it's still chaotic. I have seven kids, one's on the spectrum. Life is an adventure to say the least. Sometimes good. Sometimes I want to lock myself into the closet and not come out. I mean, and I, that, that's part of it. It's part of that balancing act of life. And, you know, everybody's flavor of chaos is a little bit different, but everybody has it. And the idea that you think that this person over here is doing so much better than you, you have no idea what they did to get to that point. And you also have no idea, you know, how life's falling apart around them. Because when I hit rock bottom last year to everybody else in the free world, people were literally like, I don't know how you're doing so well. How are you able to do that? You've got it all together. No, I didn't. I was barely hanging on by a, by a thread. Right. But to the outside world, yes, you know, my business was doing good. This was doing great, blah, 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 you know. And when I finally did have that breakdown and I decided, you know, I need to speak up because there's so many other women like me, a lot of people that were in my life were so shocked because they just thought I had it all together. They thought that I had the perfect like fairy tale life and I don't, and I never will. Now it's a happy life now, but a happy life doesn't mean perfection. It means knowing that you have, you know, the type of life that you do, your own brand of chaos, and you know how to prepare for it successfully.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, on the the flip side, definitely um, if you feel like you're swirling uh, down that kind of whirlpool of, I don't have it all together, have people on hand. I can't, I can't emphasize that enough because so many of us feel alone right now. And even if you have a circle of two or three friends that, you know, you can like reach out to and just, I call it a verbal vomit, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) like just let it out because they're going to love you before and they're going to love you after. So just, you know, spend some time in that safe space, scream into a pillow, like get it out, but don't hang on to all of this. I have to show up in a certain way for people to like me or buy my stuff.
0: Absolutely. And and I think that's why groups such as yours I think are so important because you know, I think a lot of times it's harder for people in our everyday life to connect on every level with us because, especially if they're not also business owners and they don't also have the same hats you do, that was a part that I was, you know, I struggled with, you know, I yeah. struggled with because again, the people around me thought I had it all together and I'm doing work for a lot of them. So how do you go to them and say, okay, actually my entire life is in the, sh- my entire life is in the shambles. You know what I mean? It's, it's not easy to do. And the first people that I started opening up to was online because I had, established a virtual connection with them. So it wasn't like we were complete strangers, but there was still that safety net, you know, because, you know, a lot of times we, we end up, if we've been through a lot, we end up developing these safeguards. And mine has always been, you know, being able to let people in, honestly, to let people in has always been a struggle of mine because it is scary, You know, and it's something I've had to work through with therapy and stuff, but having somebody virtually that was like, okay, well, let me test the waters on how much I can trust you. You know, it was, it was a safer way of being able to establish friendships. And I've made a couple of really good friends, you know, from groups, you know, and I think it's super important to have that.
1: Absolutely. I'll, I'll share just a really quick story about what you just spoke about, which is kind of having those walls up against developing those new friendships. I almost lost my husband that way. He and I worked together back in Indianapolis when we both lived there. We had never hung out outside of work, but we kind of developed this very flirty back and forth um, Facebook friendship. Once I left and he invited me, he had purchased his first house and he was very excited about it. And he was having a housewarming party and he invited me and If you're in Indianapolis and not a Colts fan, I don't even know you. So I was, (laughs) and there was a game that Sunday that he had his housewarming party. And I started to get those nervous jitters before the housewarming party, because look, I already knew this dude liked me. I liked him. And what that meant to me in that moment was future pain because I knew how it always ended. Yeah. And I would have literally robbed myself of the joy of being married to this incredible human if I would have kept those walls up. And he responded to me in such a way (laughs) when I told him that I was not going to show up, he was like, do you really think living in Indianapolis that I wouldn't have considered the Colts game? But it's fine. Don't come. And I was like, oh, hold up. Wait, 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 (laughs) wait. That's great. Oh, dang. I I really hurt this guy's feelings. Maybe he cares about me more than he's letting on. All right. I showed up and then the rest is history. So just don't block your own blessings. We do it so often.
0: We do. And I think it's. For the same reason, you're afraid of failure, you're afraid of pain, you're afraid of the what ifs. And, you know, yes, you need to have firm established boundaries, but if, you know, whatever it is is not stepping all over your boundaries, you have to take the step and try because you really never know you know, what you're capable of, what your future holds, if you don't at least, you know, take that first step. So, I mean, I agree. And I love that. And I actually love the Colts. I'm, I'm outside of Cincinnati. I'm East of Cincinnati, uh, but I've always been a Colts fan. And that was because I grew up in Tennessee and uh, Peyton played for Tennessee. So when he went to Indianapolis, I automatically transferred (laughs) my fan base to, and and it's just stayed there. So,
1: hilarious. Your loyalty shifted. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's how it went. So, well, and I wasn't even a balls fan when I lived in Tennessee. I was always, I was actually funny enough an Ohio State fan because my family was from Ohio, but I had been transplanted into Tennessee. But um, I started going to a lot of the Vols games and I really, I started having this like dual, like, like a fan between Ohio state and the Vols. And my dad was not happy. My dad was like, we're an Ohio <laughs> state family. And I'm like, well, I like the Vols, but I think I just had a crush on Peyton. So I met him actually one time
1: it was in passing and very uneventful, but yeah,
0: I kind of met him. It was kind of like a word. My ex boyfriend that I dated in high school was getting scouted by the Vols and I got to go to a game it was Peyton was still playing Eli was still younger and he was on the sideline with his parents and I met um, Eli, it was just kind of like a high type of thing with Peyton, but I was like, oh, you know, it was, it was, it was like, I was like so excited. I was like, he coming inside. And, um, that actually followed me for the like, next couple of years. I mean, that boyfriend were together because, um, he would say, well, you still have a crush on Peyton Manning. I'm like, I literally said hi to him. Yes, I have a crush on him, but it's one of those crushes that it's like, you know, it's like a movie star crush. You know right. what I mean? I was like, whatever. But yeah. So yeah, I bet I always had this like fanship with him. And so yeah, the Colts are, Colts are one of my teams. I, I, yes,
1: I love so, it. So yeah. So just kind of to take it back um you know stay in the moment
0: listen Absolutely. to
1: that still small voice in your head it's been given to you for a reason and move accordingly so a lot of women especially the women in my group um it's now almost 18,000 women large and i think it's i think it's um almost an assumed thing that you must be this uber successful you know, person to have something of that caliber. And that that's not the truth. Like I could literally be living in a cardboard box right now and you wouldn't know it. Yeah. Maybe rent this space that's behind me Yeah. for $200. Who knows, but look, it's all at your fingertips. Just go get it. Don't focus on what everybody else around you is doing. That doesn't matter. What is your purpose? What is your plan? Are you holding true to that? Are you taking steps?
0: What's your idea of success?
1: Yeah. What is your idea of, of success? Because that helps you in in setting goals so you can actually reach them. It helps you roadmap what path you're going to take to get there. Right?
0: Absolutely. So don't let
1: anything, especially that inner self-talk, get in the way of that.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I, th- I think that's all super important. I always come back to what's your idea of success because- mine today is not the same as it used to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say, you know, when you're younger, you think success is the money, the car, the house or whatever. And the thing is, is I've reached those places of making more money and, you know, having more things. And it didn't bring me what I thought it was going to bring me when I got there. And I still, I actually felt more empty and yeah. I was more stressed and, and, you know, and I think that's why it's so important to think about, you know, the why of why you're choosing your own version of success, like what the why of it is, because, you know, I had my idea of it just because that's what everybody's idea was. It wasn't my idea. It was an idea I'd robbed from somebody else's idea, but it didn't fit into, you know, my priorities and my values and my idea of what my happy looked like. And I didn't really put those pieces together until I started rebuilding my life. Right. So I think that's, I think that's super important. I think that's why, you know, groups like yours are, are, I think so important because you're able to, if you really look, you know, if you're not just kind of looking and thinking everybody has made it to success and you have it and kind of like picking pieces apart. Most of the time, we all have some things that we're doing amazingly, you know, we have those couple of things that we're doing you know, we're rocking it out, but we usually have lots of other things that we are barely holding together because they're not what we're great at. We're great at these one, two, and three things. The rest of it, it's like we're a hot mess on. And that's how it's always been with anybody, myself and with anybody I've ever worked with. But I think that's the norm. And I think that's why coming together in a big group, you can kind of help build each other up on the things that they are weaker in.
1: 100%. And I'll be honest with you. When I started this group, Um, It was a little more than three years ago. It was in August of 2017. I had just moved to Florida. Um, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was a corn-fed, Midwestern-raised girl showing up in Florida, which is largely New York and New Jersey populated, um... And when I landed here, it was like I time warped back to 1984 in terms of like their networking. So I would show up at these networking events that were on meetup and I would be told that I couldn't talk about my business because there was someone else in the group who did the same thing as me. And I'm like, what, what, (coughs) what is this? And then they would go around the room and popcorn testimonial for 30 seconds, about What they do for a living. And I'm like, pardon my French, and I hope this is okay to say, but what fresh hell have I landed in? Because that's not how I did things in Indiana. Like, literally, people there were all about helping each other through their connections, through their knowledge. And it really was about just helping each other achieve whatever we wanted to achieve. There was no ulterior motive at all. We all just wanted to help each other succeed. And since I, I literally, the first networking um, day that I did, it was five networking events in one day in person. And every one of them had the same people there. And I'm like, I, I, I'm done. Yeah, I am not I'm doing again. I don't know what I'm going to do because also when I moved from Indiana, I lost all of my clients. They wanted to keep their business local. Which is, yeah. I mean, good for them, but I just signed on the dotted line to pay a mortgage that I have no money to pay. So I have to get clients somehow. So this was kind of a wing and a prayer type of a group. <laughs> I was like, if, if it's not out here, I'm going to have to build it myself. And so that's really what I've been focused on doing um, with that group is to you know, build a space where we can authentically help each other and lift each other, um, in a way that it, it, it promotes our, our plan, our purpose, um, and be there for one another through that. And when I was doing that one day, I always keep the group kind of in the back of my mind as I'm working. And I'm thinking, what can I do around this to help the women in the group? Because I really believe my purpose of being here is to connect women with other people who might grow their client base. Those people might just become an avid fan of theirs, but I am a connector of people. And so one day I was online shopping like most of us do during pandemics because we're bored (laughs) and I just stopped dead in my tracks and I was like, what are you doing do you really need what you're shopping for? And if you do, you have a group of almost 18,000 women. Why aren't you buying from them instead of from this online retailer? And I was like, okay, well, let me do that. Let me put this call out there. If you sell X, Y, or Z, please let me know what your website is and I'll support you. Um, And I got a few people that responded and I was able, able to support them. And then I was like, let's find out more about this. So I did a little bit more research, and I found out that of the businesses in the United States, 99.9% of those businesses are small businesses. They are literally our nation's backbone when it comes to the economy. Um, However, there's one retailer who we all know, and if you don't, you live in the bush in Alaska probably, (laughs) because I don't know how else you could have missed them but they take almost like this close to 40% of our online shopping dollars. We have 99.9% small businesses, but our, our dollars go to 40% of our dollars go to this one retailer. And then I found out that that one retailer got a tax refund of $128 million. And I have a, an enormous issue with that. And I know that might be considered political, but just from my heart, I'm a giver and I want to see people taken care of. And so at that point, I decided (laughs) that I was going to invest, um, a few thousand dollars in building a platform where women could make sure that their business was seen. And so from that moment, Came shopfromher.com, which will be launched hopefully on my birthday, uh, which is December 3rd. And we're doing the finishing touches. I just finished writing a copy for it yesterday. Um, So I think we're going to do a soft launch on December 3rd um, to allow women to try it out, see what works and what doesn't, figure out all the bugs, and then do a hard launch probably in January, February. So that's where me listening to my gut and following my path has taken me and it doesn't have to take you to the same place. You can impact a number of lives just by being who you are intended to be. So whatever passion drives you, that's what you need to be doing. Absolutely. Because once I did the, the homework and studied and found out like what all of this meant that I had been working for three years. <laughs> Like it means a lot. And that fire got ignited in my belly. And I was like, here we go. I finally found my purpose. This is it. And the people that I've spoken to about it, because they can hear and they can feel the passion that I have for it, they're like, girl, I am on board. I am going to be your number one fan. Absolutely. Um, And people are totally behind it. So just, man, focus on you because you have the answers in you to get where you need to go. You're not supposed to be where Mrs. Jones is. You're supposed to be where you are. So focus there, land there. And the only way you're going to do it is if you focus on you.
0: Absolutely. And And I love that everything that you've told me that you do is you've seen the problem and instead of saying, well, that's a problem, I guess I'm just going to sit back because I don't know what to do now, you found a solution. It's not always going to just fall in your lap. And I think, I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. They think that, you know, if they come to a roadblock and they don't know what to do, well, they're just stuck. Apparently they did something wrong. Or, you know, if, you know, they tried something, they fell on their face. Well, they're just not meant for this. And that's not how it is. You know, it's never, it's never going to be it's an easy, easy, easy road for everybody. And I think more often than not, you're gonna have a thousand roadblocks and a thousand, you know, hurdles and a thousand reasons why, you know, you think you shouldn't, but, you know, there's only you only need one reason why you should. Yes. You know, and I and I love that. I love that, you know, you're the one saying, Well, I see this problem and I don't know what to do, but I'm gonna figure out a solution and and you're doing it. And you've done it more than once at this point.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that You just have to spend time sitting with those, those questions instead of many times in my past, I've just kind of brushed it aside and said, someone else will figure it out. Mm -hmm. Who am I? Who are you? You're the key holder. Like I gave you the information to unlock that door. Go unlock it, girl. Go get it. So within you resides so much information that you haven't even begun to access yet. So just like claim that power because it's yours and there's so much information and knowledge in there for you to be able to change the world.
0: Absolutely. And if you need help, ask for help. And I think that's another thing, especially women, (laughs) we don't usually do a very good job at asking for help. And I think it's, that again, going back to your group, I keep saying this because I do think it's so important to have a network of people literally at your fingertips like that. And I see it happening all the time. I see people posing questions and, you know, you'll get a couple of stupid answers like always, but most of them, a big bulk of them are really great, useful information. And I like getting on there and just reading because I find myself, even if I didn't think I had that question, I'll read some of the solutions. like, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. You know what yeah. I mean? You're always pulling out little nuggets. And even with interviews, like this. I always find, you know, even if I think I know something about this subject, I always pull out this nugget. I'm like, I never thought about it like that, you know? And I, I think that just shows the, pad, the power of connection and the power of networking. All my businesses that I've had, have 100%, you know, I, the, the driving force has been networking. Right. And I cannot underestimate that enough because it doesn't matter how great your marketing is and how great everything else is. If if you don't have a network, yeah. you know, then you're dead yeah. in the water. <laughs>
1: break you for
0: yep. sure yeah so on december 3rd is when your website's going to launch and i'll make sure that i get the link from you and i'll put it in the show notes and um, do you want are you okay with me sharing the link to your group into the show notes as well for people that okay yes so that way if there's some women that are listening and most of our you know listeners are female entrepreneurs if there's somebody listening that you're kind of stuck at where, wherever point you're stuck in your business journey or even in your life journey. That's another thing I love about your group. Sometimes you'll get questions that really are, are just like personal base and people, go, like, I know this is kind of off topic, but, but it's not off topic because we're all layered. You know, we all are just like layers of, you know, you know, and I always use the analogy from Shrek where he says, you know, ogres have layers, you know, like an yeah. onion. And I'm like, well, humans do too. You know, we are so layered. So I love seeing that kind of stuff because that really that's how you really develop those deep connections is when, you know, and you know that there's deep, deep connections in a group when they feel good enough to ask a question that's super, super personal like that. And they get real responses from yeah. real people who you could tell really care.
1: I think that in corporate America, you're expected to differentiate and delineate your personal life and your professional life. We are humans. Yep. We are emotional beings, male and female, both. Yep. We both have emotions and we both carry that stuff with us no matter where we are. So instead of saying, ignore it, how about we spend 10 to 15 minutes sitting with it, and figuring it out. So you feel good enough moving forward the rest of your day being productive. Now that we have some answers. Now let's move forward. That's where we need to arrive.
0: Oh, I agree. As someone that come from corporate, there was so many holes in that. And, you know, and I see that. And I see a lot of people also dragging that expectation of compartmentalizing their entire life into their personal business. I did that at the very beginning and I drove myself insane with it because, you know, your boxes leak into each other (laughs) all day long, Absolutely, you know, and I spent most of my time trying to shovel them back into their, you know, quote unquote, appropriate box instead of just allowing it to kind of mix the way that it does anyway, and not stressing about the little things.
1: Right. 100%. So, yeah, we just we just have to kind of blur that line a little bit because there are times when it's appropriate to deal with that stuff.
0: After. Absolutely. So I'll make sure that um, all of you that are listening have access to be able to find Amber's group. Um, I'm in that group and I can tell you 100 percent it it's I'm in several women's groups and yours is the best one that I'm in by far. Just because you get such a broad range of helpful information and supportive, just like you got this, it's, you know, just supportive, uplifting stuff that I think it's, I think it's a fabulous group. Um, and I'll make sure that the link to her new, what did you call it? The shop from her? Yes. Shop her.com. I like that shop from her. I love that. So it will be in the show notes as well. If You want to check it out to be able to find out more about what she's got going on there. And I really enjoyed having you on today. I love um, hearing people's, you know, success stories there. Literally your story is kind of like a rags to riches story. You know what I mean? It really is. I mean, most people, you know, to most people, the kind of the bottom of the barrel is I have no home, (laughs) you know, and to be able to come out of that and not only come out of that, but to be able to kind of take your journey and turn that into a powerful tool to help just so many other people. I, I really admire you for that.
1: Thank you. My motto for myself is don't believe your own height. And so that's, that's why I'm okay sharing this stuff. It's a part of my story. It's a part of my history. It's a very intimate part of who I am and how I developed. So I think it's worthy of being shared.
0: I absolutely agree. And I, you know, I'd, I'd say there's a lot of people that have heard so many truths in your story. And I think that's, for me, that's why I love Doing the real, the raw, the, you know, yeah, I could just get on here and give the one, two, three business tips and stuff, but I really, I love the blend of both. I love that. Yes, we can tell you the one, two, three things that you should do, but let me tell you, you know, how I know. (laughs) Let me tell you what happened when I didn't do that. You know, I think that's how you really hit home is if they know that you're not just like telling the things that they should do from your high horse of awesomeness. You're telling it from, you know, the fact that you have been in the, bottom of you know the ravine and you've drug yourself up the other side with your story and with your steps of what you can do to not do that <laughs> you know Absolutely. and I think that's why it's so important so I love that and I really appreciate having you on today
1: thank you it's been my pleasure thank you Maria for taking the time
0: I know you have questions
1: I don't have answers no manners